How are you doing, folks? Welcome to another episode of Yoga Dave's Hobby Podcast, the podcast where I talk about everything from tabletop RPGs to tabletop board games to tabletop war games uh, and everything that those particular hobbies encompass. Um, so that's like skirmish games and stuff like that as well. Um, so, as always, when I do plug stuff, I do it right at the beginning. Um, so I'm going to plug the Glasgow Game Gathering. It's on the 29th of June of this year. Um, so a week on Saturday. Um, so if you listen to this this week when it comes out. Um, so that is at the Bell Houston Sports Centre um, in Glasgow, obviously, on the south side. It's quite easy to get to, I believe, from public transport. Um, so, you know, um, so what they're going to be doing, there's going to be clubs and games and holds of stuff that's going to be going on there. They're going to have board games and war games and RPGs and stuff for you to come along and actually play. Um, the idea behind the gathering was for participation games rather than the the mix that you normally get at a war game and show is mostly, um... Um, not participation games, display games for the most part um, and then you get some participation games and they're generally just for kids or they're geared towards kids um, whereas I think the idea behind the gathering is you know all these participation games and they're, they're geared towards everyone rather than just the kids um, there will be display games and stuff as well but you know, um, they've got board games as well. Um, they were looking at trying to get some RPGs, but I, I don't know whether or not they've they've got that sorted out. Um, but al- also, you're gonna have all the traders that you have at um, every other board gaming show. Um, I think quite a lot of the the ones that come to Carinade and Claymore will be coming up again for this. Um, so yeah, that is 29th of June. So if you are in the Glasgow area, um, you should go along. Uh, I will be there at some point. Um, I will help out the Glasgow District War Game Societies um, display participation game. I'm not sure where that actually is. Because I have had no involvement in it, unusually. Um, no involvement in it at all. Um, uh, but, yeah. So, 29th of June. Bell Houston... Um, sports Centre. Uh, come along, have a have, have a good time. I'm sure you will. Um, what else? Oh yeah, Glasgow District War Game Society. While I'm on them, um, trying to expand uh, the portfolio of the club. So, what we're going to have is some tables set aside for well, maybe not set aside, but um, there will be tables for board gamers and RPGers um, so the first two meetings are free I remember right and I think the table cost is going to be £3 per head um, but you know that's the same as you're going to pay anywhere else so you know but um, without having um people interrupting you all the time in a shop going oh what are you playing or you you know yeah sometimes people are fine with that but some people just want to get involved in their games so 
you know, um, encouraging anyone who's looking for space. It's every two weeks, so it's not every week, but you will get um, at least five hours worth of gaming in. So probably have, I mean, going by my average is about two and a half to three hours for an RPG. So, you know, you're probably not missing that much time. You're just, it's just a bigger um, distance of time in between each session. That's all. Um, so, yeah, so Glasgow District Wargamer Society. Uh, if you go on the website, it's gdws.co.uk. Uh, it's got details of the club there. And you can get in contact with the guys in charge of the committee and everything uh, if you want to have a wee word with them. Um, as always, I will point this out, I am getting nothing from them, but other than the fact that I'm a member of the Glasgow District Wargamer Society, um, and more members means the club survives. Um, but, you know, any plug that I do, I don't get any money off at the moment. Um, and I will, any time I ever do, do uh, a funded uh, advertisement, I will tell you, but it will also be something that I actually use. I would never ever plug anything that I don't use. Um, so, the contrast paints that have just been released by Games Workshop. Um, the controversy behind it. Um, people are like, oh, it's not going to do this, it's not going to do that, it's not going to be the next thing. And it's like, well, you know, it's... <laughs> It's like everything else, you know. Oh, if you use this, you're cheating. It's like an airbrush. Airbrush isn't cheating. Airbrush is saving my ass time when I've got shitloads to paint. Um, that's that's what airbrush is for. Um, it's not cheating. Trust me, I know what cheating is. Um, but people were like, oh, it's, it's this and that. It's the, it, what it is, I mean, what are contrast paints? And this is from somebody who, you know, normally does when he thinks Games Workshop are being a bunch of fucking arseholes. Um, shit's all over them. Um, and it's not just because it's fun to shit all over in Games Workshop and it's, you know, it's that the, the, the done thing. Because I play Games Workshop games. I play Games Workshop games as much as I play anything else. So, you know, I do like Games Workshop. Um, it's just some of the shit they do annoys the fuck out of me. But it's like, well... The whole concept behind the contrast paints was you can paint stuff quickly. Like, if you've got a goblin army or a orc army or a, something that's a horde army, like Tyranids for fuck's sake. <coughs> when there's loads of them, Imperial Guard takes less time. Um, I've seen people who take like half an hour to complete a figure half an hour man but that's like half an hour that they've done to paint one figure right they're not taking into account that they're painting other figures at the same time and, and the paint jobs you know it's it's pretty good it's pretty good for a, a battle ready paint job so you know it's saving people time people who do not paint on a regular basis cannot paint that fast trust me I can paint that fast but it's a tabletop standard which is what they're what they're doing so contrast paints aren't really going to 
um, save me anything. But the reason that mines take half an hour is because I do the base coat with my bloody airbrush. Um, and I do 50 of them at my time. That, that, but that's the thing. If you're doing 50, that that's... That is the thing. That's what people have been saying. The contrast paints will save you. If it's an individual figure, it's not going to save you any time, really, if you can paint that fast. Anyway, what it will save you time with is mass armies. That's the whole point of a contrast the contrast paints. It's not for people like me who have been painting on and off for 30 bloody years. Well, not 30 years. 25, maybe. Um, it's for new players that are trying to get into the game and don't want play with unpainted armies it's for people like me who really need to um, buck their ideas up and do their own stuff quickly don't do other people's stuff quickly um, if I wanted to paint you know, I mean, I've got tons of figures that I'll do for an Imperial Guard army, when I paint them I'm going to get a contrast paints. I'm going to get the spray, I'm going to spray them I'm going to do all the stuff for the contrast paints and it'll take no time at all. That's it's different when you know if I'm doing a commission and it's the tabletop standard, I'll be getting contrast paints. <laughs> of course I'll be getting contrast paints. Um that's that's you know, it's for stuff like that, it's for beginners to get into the hobby that are getting into the hobby and want their stuff painted. It's for people who want to paint horde armies quickly. It's not there to replace the the age old system of learning to paint properly. Um, because in order to make stuff look really good, like the studio stuff from Games Workshop, the like, oh well, we do this and we do that, but you also highlight stuff. Excuse me. You also do this, you also do that. You, you don't just do the contrast bit. That's that's where a lot of the, I think, issues are coming from. But also, you can do contrast paints without um, actually having contrast paints. You thin the, the paint enough that you can get it. So, it looks like the contrast paint. As long as you put it over a paint that is like the same kind of colour as the contrast paints, that I think that's the other thing. You kind of need to use the the primer for like the contrast paint primer stuff, um, to get a lot of the effects that the studio are getting. Um, but you don't need to necessarily. Um, also, they're going to be great for doing metallic colour, coloured metallics instead of having to run about. Um, trying to figure out a way of doing it or spending money on paints that you really don't need and stink to five fucking heaven because the Tamiya paints stink like fuck and also the Alcad um, enamel paints stink to high heaven and you need to use separate brushes and you can't use them on anything else after you've used them in the Alcad stuff trust me, I know Um, so, you know, I've seen a lot of people that have used the contrast paints on metallics, and you're like, ooh, 
that saves me having to do this and that and the next thing to get my um, to get 40k or 30k ultramarines um, done in metallic or Thousand Suns done in metallic or pretty much every um, Space Marine army in 30k apart from Space Wolves you don't, don't really want it I have tried Space Wolves in metallics don't look good the 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 grey it just looks it doesn't look like fucking Space Wolf grey that's, that's, that's the thing I, I could never find a, a good way of doing it but possibly with this um, contrast paint that I might be able to do that um, you know I get that people do that whole or oh, what's new is not good thing because they're you know they don't like change um, but I mean how many times have Games Workshop paints changed since I started painting I mean when I started painting it was the coat to arms range excuse me sorry I'm a bit I had porridge for my lunch, for my breakfast so I'm a bit meh a bit gassy um, but yeah I mean I, I mean I don't get it I mean, I mean, I understand that some people are all, oh, change is bad, change is no good. But, you know, that's stupid. Um, it's going to help people paint their armies. So all the people that complain about... The, the thing about it is, as well, the people that complain about unpainted armies are generally the people that are complaining about the change in the paint. Which, you're like, well, it'll stop having so many unpainted armies. Maybe that's an idea. You fucking idiots. Um, not everyone that complains about playing against unpainted armies is an idiot. Some people have got a point. And some people are just like, well, I like playing against unpainted. I like playing against painted armies. I don't like playing against unpainted armies. It's just my preference. But some people that go on and on about it are fucking idiots and neck beards and shit. And they annoy the fuck at me. Um, and neckbeards have been annoying the fuck at me in the last couple of weeks anyway. So, you know. <laughs> like, I do apologise for last week's vent cast. It was it was me just venting so much. Um, so <laughs> much of the previous two weeks um, of Twitter. That I was like... I mean, uh, Kev... McCosker at uh, the Folk Club was like the podcast was a bit, a bit, a bit angry. It's like I was a wee bit, just a wee bit, not too much. No, it was. It was, it was very angry. Um, <laughs> uh, I think about it and I go back in it and I'm like, should I delete that or should I just leave it where it is? But it's like that is my viewpoint on everything you know it's like fuck it see the arseholes that run about and do xyz be racist or bigoted or homophobic or any of that shit it just annoys the fuck out of me and I want to stand up and go yeah I'm not having that shit Um, but anyway 
we'll move on for that. Um, because you know, it's kind of. Uh, <laughs> well, we'll never really move on for it until we get rid of them. But the, the guys and girls like that. But you know, it's not probably going to happen in my lifetime. Um, hopefully it'll happen in my kids' lifetime when we have kids eventually um, but you know they, they, they as you can probably guess they grate on me greatly um, and especially when you come across um, some really cool people and I have come across quite a number of really cool people on Twitter and then they get shit all over by these people. And you're like, I know fine well, and you know fine well, that if the person that you're shitting all over was white, you wouldn't be like that. You wouldn't be pissing all over them. So why? I mean, why Why are you, why are, or they, they're female, or they're, you know, they're transgender, or they're, you know, they're gay. It, it doesn't matter. It's, if they're a minority, you shit all of them. If they're white, you don't shit all of them. I don't get that. You defend fucking arseholes to the extreme because they're white. Uh, no. Please fuck off and don't talk to me. I don't ever want to see your shit. Um, and a, a lot of people say, oh, well, you can't block the people that you, don't dis- that you disagree with. Mm, no, I can't. It's not because I want to live in an echo chamber. It's because I hear it all the time. I will see it. Somebody will tweet it, and I'll, I'll find it, and I'll be like, "Well, no, you're a complete numpty. Please go away." Um, I'm going to start getting on a rant again, but um, I'm going to stop myself there. Uh, um, on more games workshop. More Games Workshop. Um, the Apocalypse rules are going to drop soon. Um, I can't remember when the pre-order is, but looking at all the box, like the detachment things that they're dropping, that's kind of interesting. Um, but, you know, you're like, Ooh, yeah, interesting. And then you remember you have shitloads more to paint. Um but it'll be interesting because I have, I mean, I've got how many thousand points worth of space wolves before I put anything out, any of my um, tanks or anything like that. Not that I have that many tanks, but uh, I've got six, seven thousand points worth of space wolves um, before I add anything else in. Uh, <laughs> so you're like, ooh, ooh, interesting. Interesting. That would be a way to use those space wolves in a game. But then I've got Hogwarts Imperial Guard as well. I'm like, ooh. I never ever played any of the Apocalypse rules before. But it interests me. I will probably buy the rules. Um, Because, you know, somebody has to. Um, But, you know, uh, it's an interesting thing that basically you get an army in a box I mean one of the ones I've seen was like three titans and I'm like ooh not titans um, knights three knights is basically a big massive army 
Yeah, so um, they're bringing out movement trees, which, to be fair, that's something that would help me immensely most of the time. Even playing just 40k, movement trees would be helpful. Um, but the clear plastic, which is interesting, what they've done with that. Um, so they're doing it in 25 millimeter. 32mm and 40mm movement trees um, obviously they've got all their dice um, so they're using 12 sided as well as 6 sided dice that's interesting but yeah they've got their battalions so you've got the orc spearhead detachment it looks like lots of killer cans and death dreads then you've got the super heavy detachment with the imperial knights um, so it's two armagers and a big knight um, you've got the Astra Militanum Spearhead, which is three Lemonos of different variants. Chimera, Command Squad, and Heavy Weapon Squad. And then the other one, they've got the Tau Vanguard, which are battle suits. Is that a Riptide? I fucking hate Riptides. Um, and a Commander, along with all the commensurate drones. Couple of battle different battle suit types in that one. Um, yeah, ad mech. It's got the big stompy robots um, and other stuff. I'm not sure what it is because I'm not sure about ad mech. Then you get chaos marine detachment. Oh, fuck off, man! Still gone with the bloody bikes. Same space marines, chaos space marine bikes that have been around for eons. Um, and then you've got the new Space Marine, the new Chaos Space Marines, and Terminators, I think, in that box. Yeah, all the new Chaos Space Marine stuff, and then you lump them in. You lump in the crappy old bikes that have been around since 1st edition, I think. The plastic ones, at least. The the metal riders were 2nd edition or the plastic riders were 2nd edition if I think I remember right but the Space Marine bikes have been around for fucking ever um, Space Marine Battalion Detachment it looks like the only thing there that I can see for certain is Primaris is the Redemptor that's interesting um, <laughs> Tyranid Spear Head Detachment Hive Tyrant and all the Tyranid Heavy shit Necrons Outrider Detachment all the fast attack stuff I can never remember what the Necron stuff is uh, Craft World Vanguard Detachment it's basically an Iden Vanguard Detachment with Wraith, two pair of Wraith Lords and two squads of Wraith Guard, it looks like. And a Warlock. Yeah, that's only the bloody Elder that is. Um, and then you've obviously got the Armoured Support and the Heavy Support stuff. Um, so the Bane Blade. Um, well obviously that makes seven different variants. Um so, with the Bane Blade, you get the Bane Hammer, the Storm Sword, the Shadow Sword, Bane Sword, Doom Hammer, Storm Lord, Hell Hammer. 
I cannot remember how much that is. I think it's about 80 quid, if I remember right. And then the... Um, the new Primaris Repulsor Executioner. Um, I have tested the Repulsor uh, for my Space Wolf Army, my special Space Wolf Primaris. Um, obviously, I didn't have the Repulsor, um, but I was testing it out. That thing has a friggin' ridiculous amount of guns. But, the Executioner takes the piss with that one. <laughs> but also, they, they're bringing out the Admech, um the, the Scorpius Disintegrator. Oh, Scorpius um, hover tank thing that they've been um, dying out. Um... That's that's the funny thing. Um, I saw an article at the weekend where somebody has actually um, built a three D printing three D print version of the Scorpius Dune Rider. Or, or Dune Um Obviously, excuse me. It's not completely official like that one doesn't have everything because they've obviously taken it from the picture and kind of the pictures you've seen and then extrapolated what it should look like when it's complete that's a bit off man I mean it's available with before this is actually available the 3D printed version the 3D printed hooky version is available. Um, it, <laughs> I, I I think it's a bit much. Um, I understand people want things and don't want to pay all the money for them, but mm, I, I and I've been guilty of looking into that kind of thing myself, but you know, it's still a bit. Oh, the the. It fills me with. I'm not gonna say to somebody, don't use it in a friendly game, right? I, you know, that's that's what you want to do. That's what you do. That's fine. Um, I don't have an issue with it in a friendly game, but this thing looks like as close to the um, real thing as you've obviously seen in pictures. And you're like, somebody's going to try and use that in a tournament. And they're going to get barred. And they're going to get banned. They're going to get chucked out and they're going to get banned. And and that's that's no good. So, you know. I'm not going to say don't do it. But it's a bit of a itchy situation. Um, I do have a, a recast. Um, Lemonos. Actual, the Lemonos as in the Primark. Didn't know it was a recast. Got it. Got it in the house and was like, oh, this is recast. Shit. <coughs> Got an EB. It looked like the real thing. It was all, but then you notice things that you're like, it's not quite the right size. Because uh, I've seen 
the the right size one, and I'm like, it's not quite the right size. Bits are off, bits of detail are off a little bit, which you actually expect from Forge World, because sometimes they're shit. Um, but it's just a couple of different things. The plastic wasn't quite right. The, not the plastic. The resin wasn't quite right either. Actually, it was better than the Forge World resin. To be honest, um, so I knew, and I'm like, damn it, can't use that in a tournament. Okay, not that I would actually play in a for 30k tournament. It's actually probably one of the few Games Workshop tournaments I would actually take part in because I've got loads of mates that are 30k players, um, and I think it'd be fun. I think it'd be funny more than anything else. Um, Obviously, I couldn't take part in an official one because I have parts on my this one that are not Games Workshop. I have parts on my Speaker of the Dead that are not Games Workshop. So, obviously, I couldn't use them, and that's whole the point of being able to use them. Um, but, you know, we do digress at this point. Um, yeah, don't buy recasts. If you're going to play with stuff. Yeah, okay. 3D print something if it's going to be a test piece. Or you can't get it anymore. Um, or you can't get it at all, to be honest. Like the Shadowrun stuff that Sonic Sledge has done. Or the, the Space Dwarf. That, he's gonna, that could be used for Shadowrun. That's fine. The official models are a bit shit. From what I remember. Um, I've got some of them, and, and they're they're not the best. Um, and the dwarf ones are a bit cack. Um, so I can understand that. And anyway, I mean, fun, um, Catalyst Game Labs. I don't think they they'll release any miniatures anymore either. So I don't have an issue with that. And it's. See, this is the thing. I have an issue when it's uh, an intellectual property, but it's a cyberpunk. And cyberpunk's been getting a lot of shit recently. Mm, not unwarranted in ways. Um, and in parts, but we'll not get into that again. Um, it's cyberpunk dwarfs. My dog's been a pain in the arse. Um it's cyberpunk dwarfs and elves and orcs and ogres and trolls and all the rest of that kind of shit you're like well mm, let's be fair um, you can print them that's fine but when it's a specific and I mean a actual specific um, sci-fi universe like 40k like um, Gates Antares like Dead Zone you don't copy the figures and print them that's just not cool um, also if you're recasting stuff from like small companies I mean anything other than Games Workshop is small to be honest let's, let's be absolutely honest Warlord's not that Warlord's big but it's not Games Workshop big weird or relatively big but not that big. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, don't recast. That's that's what I'm saying. Don't recast. It's not cool. Um. Yeah. So, um. Okay, this is actually Kevin McCusker at the Falkirk Club got to thank for. Um, I'm thinking about getting into uh, Kings of War. Um, I'm thinking of getting my old dwarfs down uh, from the loft and dusting them off and figuring out how many points I've got uh, and playing a couple of games of Kings of War. I thought I was done with fantasy. I'm definitely done with Games Workshop fantasy at the moment um, because... I don't want to go out and buy a brand new bloody army. Um, my dwarf army has not been uh, <laughs> valid in 40k, not 40k, Warhammer for like three editions. So I, I don't have any interest in using that. I'm putting my um, empire over into Imperial Guard. So I don't need... I don't want to have that. Um, so I would actually have to go out and buy a brand new army. Not something I want to do. I don't mind going out and buying stuff for Infinity. I don't mind going out and buying stuff for Necromunda. But Warhammer something that I, or Age of Sigmar is something I will play very little. Um, and it's just like, do you know what? It's not worth my time. Um, so, yeah. I'm th- because... Kev plays it. There's a couple of other guys that play it at Falkirk. Um, my dad plays it. My younger brother plays it. Um, I'm not a big fan of Ninth Age. Ninth Age just... I mean, I, I've seen it played and it just it looks to me like uh, a continuation of the pain in the arse rules and the, the pitfalls of 8th edition of Warhammer. And, you know, that's all well and good if that's the way you want to play. But go big or go home is not something I'm really interested in. Um, What I'm interested is in good rules uh, and fun rules. And being able to use whatever kind of dwarf army I so choose. Um, So, yeah, I'm thinking about getting into Kings of War. Um, But, you know, what what I'm thinking I'm going to do is I'm going to do bases. And so I'll put the minimum number of figures on the base, um, and then just do this like the scenic bases, um, because that helps me with terrain making. So you know, if I want like a pool, I can do a wee pool on the base, and a wee bit of flagstones and stuff around there. Or you know, the fact of the matter is, my dwarf army is almost as old as I am. Some of it is as old as I am. Well, not quite, but not far off it. Oh, excuse me. I've got a wicked indigestion right now. But yeah, I mean, that's the thing with it, though. Um, that can help me. You know, different kind of bases for different kind of battles. Um <laughs> So it it will help with the creative juices with making the terrain and all that kind of stuff. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, that project will be the project after I have finished. Um, well, not after I finish conquest because I'm going to wait until conquest is actually completed before I start going back to those particular projects. Um, 
I think that will be the actual project of the summer from from now. Um, go up and get down and get that sorted when the weather actually turns. I might actually get out and paint some in the garden. Um, but yeah, that's the idea. That's that's the that's what what my plan is. So I'm gonna go and find them and get them down. Ooh. Excuse me, my leg is actually going to sleep, which is helpful. Um, yeah, so I'm gonna get them down, have a look at them. Um, I might strip them. I mean, they were really nicely painted, but it's all the problem is that now I'm gonna get them and go, well. I really want to paint these figures now. Um, I don't want them to be, you know, the way that they were uh, anymore. I want, like, don't know whether uniformity is the idea, the good, a good idea, but you know, at least some kind of cohesive color scheme for them. Um, because right now, it is not cohesive in the slightest. Um, so. Yeah, uh, I mean, that's that's uh, that is that is probably going to be this summer's um, project. Once I get some time, because obviously working on Legends of Hammerthron and um, all the stuff that comes with that, uh, <laughs> all the social media stuff that comes with that podcast, the YouTube channel, um, working on a Patreon, um, everything that surrounds what I'm doing right now is time consuming and then going back to work um, very well, full time soon uh, is huge as well so that's a huge chunk of time and then I've got to spend time with Fiona and I don't need to spend time with Fiona, I, I'll, I need to make the time and ensure that there's the time to spend with Fiona um, and obviously everything else so you know you wargaming D&D you know <laughs> D&D is actually going to have to take a wee bit of a backburn um, for a wee while um, while we get shit sorted out um, so you know that's that's something I've had to go, well, I don't have the time to do that right now, but I will go back to it, I will go back to the guys, I've said to them, um, I'll try and get somebody to DM for them, um, or one of them for to DM, because the group's kind of, a couple of guys have gone, and then a couple of guys have, well, oh, we've got work, so we won't be able to make it every week, um, so... You know, we're kind of in that position now that we're kind of mm, teetering on the edge, and I don't want that to happen. I want them to continue to play. Um, so, you know, obviously, all the stuff that's going on takes time, um, and there's only so many hours in the day. I mean, I work pretty much right now, work full time, working on legends and. Um, the social media aspect of it and everything else. Um, <laughs> I even started trying to draw for myself, uh, for like uh, bits of art. 
like concept bits. <laughs> let's, let's just say there's a reason I didn't do art in school. Um, and I'm trying, but at the same time as I'm doing, I'm trying to learn that kind of stuff and learn what, you know, what works and what doesn't and what you can do with different, you know, I'm doing everything else. So there's a, there's a lot of moving parts um, that are going on right now. Um, which is why this is being done at 25 past 1 on um, the Monday. Is why it's not getting done ahead of schedule. The only time I will get ever, at this moment in time, get podcast done ahead of schedule is when I'm interviewing people and I need to schedule that time to interview them. Um, which actually, I need to do that. I need to schedule some interviews in the next week or two. Um, to get them done. What else? What else? What else? Um, there was something else I wanted to talk about, and I cannot remember what it was. <sighs> My brain at this moment in time is like fucking cheese sometimes. Uh, oh yeah. Um. If you have any interest in playtesting the rules, um, we have Legends of Haman Sharon. Um, the email address that you can email us, and we'll put you on the list. Um, or you can join the official Facebook group and like the official Facebook page. Uh, <laughs> you can contact me on Twitter um, or at Haman Sharon. Um, or you can contact my at Dave's Hobby Stuff um, though likely I will not answer um, how much well I will answer how much your own questions but I'd rather they all get funneled to the how much your own account um, there are DMs I do do DMs but um, <laughs> some people don't and I can understand why because some of the shit that people send them. Uh, we have an Instagram page. We have a YouTube channel, but that has not got anything on it. The Instagram page has some art on it. I swear to God, it is terrible, but it's fine. There's a concept logo um, and a concept tagline. Oh, yes, that's the thing. If you have learned anything about Legends Fire Mansion on, you probably have gone, well... What's that gonna? Be? I I've read a tagline and people have said mm, it's not really doesn't really emote the imaginatives of the the game. So at some point in the future, um, we will be having a competition for you to win a free copy of the rules when they come out, um, where you can. Suggest uh, a tagline for the game, and the winner. Well, suggest the tagline, um, and the winner, or that gets chosen, and the person at random that gets chosen that voted for that one, um, will get free copies of the books. But that's for the future. But if you want, you can start sending us taglines. They can be funny. They can be serious. It can be whatever you like. I'll take the best ones, or the one we will take the best ones that we think 
Um, oh, aye, that's good. That's good. And we'll put it on. And we will we will um, credit you for it as well. Um, and you will also get you will get a free copy of the rule book when it comes out. Um, what else am I thinking about talking about? Um, there was other stuff that I was going to talk about, but I think I'll leave that for next week. Um, so I've actually got something to talk about. Um, Legends is almost the basic rules are almost written. Spells are in the middle of getting written. Working on the character sheet still, um, and the cards that go around the character sheet for your equipment and stuff. Um, but you know, we will be there for so then this September. And um, Barry has begun writing one of the um, playtest adventure lines um, Sam and Alistair uh, will be starting them soon I believe um, well one of them will be starting one of them soon and then the other the other has lots of work to do and that, that doesn't include his own work um, so we might just let him slide on that one and I'll do another one um, so the adventures are currently getting written <laughs> we don't have monster rules yet but um, kind of have figured out um, what the danger rating for them will be so you know you can put in danger rating up to well first second maybe maybe fourth level um, so maximum danger rating is like eight or nine <laughs> Maybe ten. Mm, ten might be a wee bit much. Um depending on how far you get to the end of the adventure, um and how much experience you accrue depends on that. But the experience thing is done as well, essentially. Um because every time you do a skill test, um you gain experience. Um, well every time you pass a skill test you gain experience so um, you know that's that's different from D&D so we are going to write an pretty much an entirely combat free adventure for those that want to try that out um, I like the idea and as a concept Um and I understand not every rule set just has combat as you know the crux of the game, um, but that's the thing. We're we're trying to make a set of rules that you could play it entirely without having a fight. You know, you could play like bards or whatever that don't fight you know they talk or they use their music they might have to fight maybe once maybe twice every session or every adventure rather than every session um, 
or it, it might never have to fight during an entire campaign. But if you want to do that, you that that's we're planning on having that possibility. Um, so yeah, there's lots of things going on with Legends. There always is. It's an ever, 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 ever evolving um, set of rules. It's also an ever evolving um, what do you call it? Legendarium. I believe is a good word for it. Canon. Fluff. <laughs> um, I've actually got a thing running on the uh, Haman Sharon um Twitter uh, uh, going on giving little bits of backstory to Hamanchiron so you know that's still going as long as it goes I'll keep on adding bits uh, but yeah I think that is me for today um, because if I talk anymore my brain's going to or if I, I try and think of things that I really should just leave a little bit and then percolate, let percolate and talk about them when they're formed a wee bit better. Um, it might be better. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave it there for today. Um, as at the beginning, I'm going to say Classical Game Gathering, 29th of June, Bill Houston... Sports Centre, uh, there will be participation games, there will be traders, there will be board games, I think there's going to be RPGs as well, so look at the website, um, it's on the G3, so Glasgow Game Group website, um, just type in Glasgow Game Group or Glasgow Game Gathering and the details will come up. Um, Glasgow District Wargamer Society are expanding their player base. Um, so they want role players and board gamers to come along and at the same time also anyone that plays Age of Sigmar um, Warhammer 40k Infinity you know any of these kinds of games you're more than welcome to come along sit down play a game um, I do Malfo I, but I haven't done anything of for a while uh, I'm going to leave Malfo on the back burner until 3rd edition is out and sorted um, and I bought it uh, but I do do Infinity I do do 40k I'll eventually do Kings of War um, and various other sets of rules um, and I'm quite happy to sit down and play anything to be honest unless it's Ancients I don't like Ancients uh, they annoy me um, but yeah and, and there are people there that will be doing stuff. There are players that play Star Wars Legions. Um, they're going to do a Saga Iron Saga Iron Man competition. They're doing an ancient competition. I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head, but they're doing a Star Wars Legions competition in September. Um, I'm sure the details will go up on the places where people play Star Wars Legions. Um, what else? Yeah, I mean, I play Battletech. If you want to come along and play Battletech, quite happy. There's a couple of other people that play Battletech as well, so... Um, you want to bring your stuff along, play, bring a game along. 
I'm sure you'll find somebody that's willing to play it. Um, certainly if I'm there and I don't have a game, or I do have a game, but we can arrange a game for the next week, um, I'm quite happy to do that. Um, so, yeah. I think that is about it for now. Oh, yeah. Um, at some point in the next couple of weeks, we're going to have a Patreon for Hammer on for the Legends, so we can do stuff like art and stuff uh, <laughs> that I don't try my hand at um, but we'll still try to work everything out at the moment um, once it's up I'll, I'll post a link and you can do what you want to with it um, Infinity will be back it was meant to be this week but um, Sam can't be here because he's his mother-in-law's here um, and She's got a family here for her birthday um, from France, so they are going to be doing stuff tonight. So that means Infinity has to be off. We will record it next Monday, and hopefully, I should have it up um, the Monday after. So it's about it's a week behind, but it will be here for all those people that have been downloading, watching, downloading, listening. I will say, in the last week, the the podcast has exploded. Um, and I mean exploded um, in the last 7 days I've had 312 listens 312 downloads um, total downloads for the year since I set it up uh, <laughs> 725 we almost doubled the amount of downloads in the last week um, and most of them have been the last Infinity podcast so they're doing something good um, so yeah anyone who has started listening in the last week thank you very much don't know where you come from but much appreciated um, yeah that's me I'm going to say goodbye happy hobby <laughs>